This is Ramsey Salty coming to you from KZSU 19.1 FM here at Stanford University. And I have with me today as my special guest, the one and only Ali Zawi, who is the winner of the Top Chef Arabia Season 3. Ahlan wa sahlan, Ali. Dr. Ramsey, it's a pleasure uh, being here with you. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. The honor is mine, though, <laughs> and this is sort of an indication of your modesty and humbleness to receive us so quickly in your beautiful new restaurant called Pounder. Thank you so much. Let's talk about Pounder. This is one of the most delicious food I've ever tasted. Awesome. What was the idea? When did it begin? And how is it doing? Okay, um, so basically Ponder uh, is a burger concept. Uh, the idea behind it was uh, coming out from, uh, let's say, depression, anxiety and uh, hard times. Let's say hard times because, uh, you know, COVID, it, it, it hit the world since 2020. Um, and so many restrictions, lockdown, quarantine, curfews, you can't operate. And we had a very beautiful restaurant and I had very great uh, and awesome uh, team. Uh, with me um, so we were sitting in the restaurant but we can't operate because of COVID restrictions and we were like okay we can't uh, just sit down and do nothing and watch the world and time just pass by us so at that time deliveries uh, were permitted we were able to send food by delivery only so any actual restaurant dine-in is not allowed um, so it came up uh, from that situation. Uh, I took two nights and I came up with that concept. I wanted to remind people of the old burger that's wrapped in aluminum foil, the cheese is melting on, on the, the aluminum foil, uh, the sauce is dripping from the sandwich with a very soft bun. And that was my vision because mainly in, in all of uh, my dishes and all of my recipes, I would like to uh, recall people and remind them of their memories, their uh, stories when they were young, when they were kids and so on. So that's what I would uh, I like to do in, in, in my recipe generally. So very, yeah. Yeah, the very atmosphere yeah. here is sort of nostalgic. Yes, nostalgic, exactly. And of course, you're, you've got this very special menu. Yes. I heard there's a secret sauce that's yes. kind of... Uh, it takes a while to make. Yes. And uh, the restaurants are open during the Corona time. Correct. Wow. And, yes. and, and I have to tell you, I've been here four times. It's always full. Yes. People, and, <laughs> and, and they love you and they love your food. Thank you. Uh, because I, I mean, originally, you're, you rose to fame with the season three uh, Top Chef Arabia series. Yes. Uh, let me go sort of backwards and ask you when you won uh -huh. that feeling that yeah. not only did you win, but Jordan also won. Yeah. How was that feeling that moment? Yani, doctor, hearing that from you just gave me goosebumps because it reminded me of the hard times I, 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 I went through to, to reach to that title. I always say Top Chef is not, uh, it's not only a title or not only an achievement, it's also a responsibility. Because becoming the youngest Top Chef in MENA region in history uh, was a huge step for me. And trust me, doctor, uh, yani, I have never thought that I would go and participate in a such uh, highly anticipated competition. It just happened and the feeling until this day I really I can't describe it because it's mixed emotions because it was a roller coaster. It was filled with emotions, filled with challenges, filled of Ali challenging himself before challenging anyone else. 
So it's, it's, it is a mixed emotions. Uh, it's hard to describe it, Doctor. It's really hard to describe it. And you made a reference to the fact that you didn't necessarily apply for the show. It Correct. wasn't sort of your doing. Correct. The show came to you. Exactly. And that there were certain obstacles in the beginning Correct. that actually made you consider not doing the show at all. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit of about that? Of course. So basically, I was headhunted uh, by uh, uh, the Top Chef uh, crew. Because every year uh, people apply, and to maximize the applicants, they sometimes headhunt people. So at that time, I was recently having my Instagram uh, public, and I was publishing a couple of the dishes I used to make uh, in, in the hotel uh, I worked in. And from there, I got that DM that kind of changed my life. And they were like, Hello, Chef Ali, would you like to participate in uh, season three of Top Chef Nina Region? I was like, I thought, to be honest, I thought it's fake message. It's, it's not real. Because why would they contact me? I was having that good job. I was a chef de cuisine back then. I have a team of 35 chefs. And it was a, it was a pre-opening hotel. So I had things stable, kind of. And I'm a very passionate uh, guy, you know? I'm very strict with my job. Like, I don't mind working 15, 16, 17 hours on a daily basis. So I had uh, a goal in, in my life to become the youngest executive chef in a hotel worldwide. And I was, was getting there. But then that DM came in and it changed uh, my whole path. Uh, the obstacles, I had many obstacles to be honest back then. Um, one of them that I was requested to leave my job for three months uh, to go and participate in Top Chef. And at that time it was very crucial and sensitive uh, for the hotel to let me go because it was pre-opening and I was leading the show with my team. So that was one of the obstacles. Uh, the second obstacle was financial status to be honest. Why? Because uh, at that time I had a bank loan and uh, you know, I was having a fair salary that I can cover my expenses, my bank loan and living a stable life. So going away for three months without having a salary was a big challenge for me. Uh, but I always say that uh, everything happens for a reason. Um, at that time, the, f the first time I, uh, I told Top Chef crew, no, I can't come, I'm not interested. Yeah. The second time they approached me again, they said, Chef, come on, we want you to participate. Just do the casting at least, don't participate in the show. Because there's a, a pre-stage uh, for the show, it's called casting, where they gather around 150 chefs uh, from all over uh, MENA region, and they can participate and they can pick uh, 16 or 17 out of 150. Um, and I said no, but for the third time, I, I felt there was there was something behind their request because they were uh, insisting of me coming and participate in the casting at least. And I was like, okay, how long should I be there? They told me, we got an exception for you, you can come for only one day. Wow. Because it was a casting week, only for one week. And I told them I can't go for one week. I have a job. I can't leave for one week. Well, we need to mention you were in Jordan and the yes. casting is in Lebanon. In Lebanon, so correct. To go to Lebanon. Yes, so I need to travel to yeah. Lebanon to do the casting. So I said, no, I can't for one week. They came back to me and told me, we have an exception for you. You can come for one day, but under one condition, all the activities and the tasks that your colleagues and the casting uh, are doing, you need to do in one day. And I was like, okay, I love challenges. I, li I, love, to, I love to expand my uh, comfort zone. I said, why not? Let's go and see what's, what's behind that Top Chef uh, series. Uh, so I took a day off. I traveled to Lebanon, 6 a.m. in the morning. I traveled 9 a.m. I was in the hotel in Beirut. Uh, I did the interviews, I did the casting. We had a mini challenge, mini Top Chef challenge, uh, where uh, the judges taste your food and so on. Finished everything, traveled back to Amman, Jordan the next morning. It was a very quick, uh, quick uh, trip. 
After that, um, I was contacted by them again after one week, and they told me, congratulations, you made it uh, to the final cast of Top Chef. Out of 150, we chose uh, 17, and you scored number three out of 150. Uh, are you coming? That was the big question. Are you coming? I was like, uh, at that time, I was still not sure that, can I go or not? Because, okay, I finished that one day. Now it's the long period, three months. I, my, 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 uh, my management, my top management would not let me go because I tried telling them and also the financial status. And so you took the chance. I took the chance uh, and it didn't happen by chance. Why? Because when I asked my management to let me go to Top Chef, they said no. So I came back uh, to the house. I was very pissed and frustrated. And I came across a quote that says, uh, great achievements involve great risks. And that quote actually gave me butterflies. It, it kept me moving. So I went back to the hotel and I directly resigned. That quote really, uh, Dr. Ramsey moved me. I felt there's something. That quote came across my eyes for a reason. So I just took it, went back to the hotel, I resigned, so I can go to Top Chef. Then the management tried to negotiate with me, okay, don't resign, we will keep your status in the hotel position open until you come back after three months, but it will be unpaid. So the first obstacle is the hotel letting me go is done, uh, because they gave me an open vacation. But the second obstacle was the financial status, because I had a bank loan, I need to cover my expenses for the next three, four months, and I have no income. Uh, at that time also, something very um, uh, weird happened. Uh, if I go back one year in time, I had a car accident and the insurance company did not want to uh, cover my pay, pay the, for the damage. So I had a, a, a lawsuit, yeah, a lawsuit against them. And after one year, that lawsuit result came, came out and uh, the judge uh, had ruled. Uh, that Ali gets a compensation of this amount of money instead of uh, the car accident that uh, happened with him. So I took the money, took it, uh, took it into to the bank account, and then خلاص, I have my my money. It can cover my uh, my my times away from the hotel, and things would be awesome. We say in Arabic, Subhanallah. I mean, it just things. Fell it happens for a reason, correct? But you know, Ali, at that time, you didn't know you were going to win. Not at all. That's why I I, I wanted to have that very thin line with me and the hotel because I want, I could not resign directly. They, they, they offered me an open victory. I said, yes, I'm gonna take it because I might lose in the first episode, I might lose in the second week or third week. So worst case scenario, if I lose, at least I come back to Jordan and I have my job at least yeah. it's there, you know? Backup yeah, backup. Did you think you were gonna win? I did not think that I'm gonna win, but I wanted to win. And I always believe that uh, your thoughts attracts what's actually going to happen. So I believe in energy so much. And I had that energy because I was competing with chefs from all around the MENA region. They were older than me. I was only 24. And uh, I had chefs competing with me that they were 38, 36, 35. And you know, with age, it comes experience. And with age, it comes maturity as well. So it was a big challenge for me. Yeah. Uh, Ali, how old are you now? If you I'm mind. currently 27. 27, yes. still a baby. 27, so uh, anyways, young. Yeah. <laughs> 27, young. Uh, but Adi, can I go back to of your course. childhood sort of, you yes. know, where did this interest, this love, this passion for cuisine, for cooking come from? And there's a small story I keep reading about, about yes. you selling sandwiches yes. back when you were a kid in school. Okay. 
Um, when I go back and recall my childhood, it, it never involved food in it because I was not that kid that who loves food so much. I always eat, used to eat sandwiches only. So even when I go back home after school and my mom is doing maglube or mansafol or whatever, this kind of food, I don't eat it. I just go and have a, a cheese sandwich with a cucumber. So I never thought that I would, that I, I would become a chef. I never had this in me because we always hear that uh, these stories that kids from eight years old and 10 years old, they're loving food and they want to become a chef and so on. I never had this in me. So the transformation or the, the path changing step happened when I was 17. I was in high school and I always had sandwiches with me uh, in school. You know, friends between each other, they're hungry before the break. They would tell me, Ali, we're hungry. What's your sandwich today? I'll go turkey, roast beef, sausage, whatever it is, yani. And uh, they used to have uh, not the bad sandwiches, but most of them, they didn't have sandwiches. And uh, the cafeteria used to sell very bad sandwiches, to be honest, like French fries from three days and something very, very low quality. <laughs> so they used to ask me for my sandwiches and they used to eat it. So I kept thinking, okay, so basically I'm going home, I'm hungry and no money. And my friends are taking my sandwiches, eating it. And after the break, they would go into the cafeteria and they would buy more sandwiches. So here's what came in place. I decided that I would make the sandwiches, but I would sell it for my friends instead of giving it away for them. Right. So the next morning I had uh, 10 sandwiches with me. My friends approached me and asked me uh, for my sandwich. And I was like, not this time, Habibi, not this time. If you want my sandwich, you need to pay for it. And from there, it went along. Like last day in school, I was doing 150 sandwiches wow. a day. And it was huge. I had, instead of having books with me going to school, I had five, six bags filled with sandwiches, turkey, roast beef, and spicy mayo, and aioli from here, and so on. And from there, I discovered my passion in, in, uh, in cooking and in satisfying people around me. Right. Because I always say, the chef is always gets satisfied not only by doing a good dish, but also by making people happy from his food. Right. And that's the story. I decided to become a chef. I went along and uh, I studied in one of the best culinary schools in the world, which is Leroche uh, Hotel Management School. And from there, I started my journey. So an entrepreneur was born at 17. Exactly, a young businessman. Yeah, a young business businessman. And the love for cooking at yeah, the same time. continue to do. Now, you've made a reference to studying abroad. Uh, I think you were in Spain was Correct. A, an important part in your journey. Correct. Uh, Spain had a very uh, strong impact on my career. Why? Because uh, I was studying uh, culinary arts and I was still a student. But back then in 2013, Spain was uh, booming in terms of uh, the cooking scene, Michelin star chefs and all the uh, modern uh, techniques of cooking with uh, molecular cuisine hitting with Ferran Adria and Sergio Arola and Paco Perez happening over there. So it was a destination for me. Uh, I traveled to Barcelona to continue my, uh, my top uh, management of training. And it was a very beautiful time. My, my mentality kind of changed and it changed the way that I see cooking uh, as, a, as a normal chef. Uh, and I also learned the most important thing in becoming a chef is commitment and attitude. Because you can teach whoever you want a new recipe or a new method or uh, any kind of recipe, but you can teach people how they can be committed and how do they would be uh, having a positive and good attitude. 
So that's what I noticed over there. Working with Michelin star chefs uh, with that huge amount of experience and knowledge, it actually gave me and widened up my eyes to many uh, aspects of life. So it was a life-changing experience as well, uh, working in Spain for one year and a half in uh, Michelin star restaurants. Well, and then you came back from Spain to after, Jordan. Yes, after Spain, I came back to Jordan. I joined uh, a pre-opening hotel called Rotana. Uh, I was, uh, I got accepted as a demi chef deportee, uh, which was a supervisor level and I was still young, I was only 20. Um, it was a big challenge for me. Why? Because I was 20 and I was a supervisor level and I had people that were older than me and um, I need to know how to, I can manage them because, you know, it's, it's, it's very sensitive. They would, people would come to me and say, hey, man, my friend, I'm older than you. Go respect yourself or go do something else. Don't tell me what to do. It's like, okay, shit. Now, 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 now I have an, another thing that I need to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> another thing that I need to worry about. Well, one thing I know about you, Ali, and watching the way you treat your staff here at Pounder Restaurant in Amman is the respect you show them as well exactly. as the, the mutual sort of passion for it. The staff here is amazing. They Thank you so the much. Menu, they the customer walks in and they excite him. Uh, people of all ages. This restaurant, of course, is famous for Lee Burger, Zali Burger, A L Double E. And uh, but is it the first restaurant you actually offer? Not really. Um, so basically, my first project was called uh, Organics. Organics was a concept uh, for me to do because I love I love it so much. Uh, while growing up, I never liked hot drinks. I always loved cold drinks, especially juices and smoothies. Yeah. So if you ask me, would you like to have a juice or tea or juice or coffee, I would go always for juice. So uh, it was a project for me to test the waters of the market because it was after Top Chef and I was planning to do a big project uh, in the region. So I would test the market in, in a such project, healthy style uh, project that serves cold pressed juices and healthy smoothies. No additives, no sugar added, no preservative, nothing. Uh, so that was back in uh, October 2019. Uh, it's a very cool concept, uh, Dr. Ramzi, you know. Uh, it gives you an alternative of uh, cocktails and mocktails and juices and smoothies with healthier option. Uh, so that was my, my first uh, project uh, in Jordan. What was that restaurant called, Ali? Okay, so basically... Was it A-L-W-E? <laughs> uh, when I was at school and even when I went uh, to Spain and traveled around the world uh, while uh, growing up, they, people used to write my name ALWE. So again, I would like to, nostalgic. We were talking about nostalgia. So it also brings back memory to Ali himself that people used to call him and to write his name ALWE when he was 16 and 17 and 18. Um, so from there, it was a rebranding to my name because why would I call it another name why why won't i create a brand out of myself out of my name and i can build it on and it, it can become a flagship and it can become a chain of restaurants so that's that's uh, the the story behind the, the name ali ali is that where is that the name of the juice store? no it's called organics by ali. by ali and is that still operational it is operating and actually just a couple of months we opened a new branch oh, in amman wow uh, yeah because we saw uh, there's a good demand uh, for uh, 
what we do in health smoothies, yeah. and we took it from the organic, yeah. no sugars. And yes, I come from California. I think yeah. you're your place <laughs> there next. And so with uh, two uh, branches for the uh, organics, Adi's juices. Yes, organics by Adi. Yeah. Organics by Adi. Thank you. And the new Pounder restaurant. Correct. One would think you just had a full life and you had no time for travel or doing yeah. media or anything else. And yet since I've met you, young man, you have been hopping on a plane back Correct. and forth. But Correct. Where have you been lately and what are some of the projects? Um, okay, um, so I had uh, two past uh, trips recently in the last uh, 10 days. Um, first one was in Antalya, Turkey. We were part of a program called uh, Stars on Board. So basically they collect celebrities uh, all around the region and they would bring them in a cruise or in a resort and they would do activities together, water activities, uh, sports, extreme sports, and so on. It was very interesting. But the most interesting trip for me recently was me going to Lebanon just uh, three days ago uh, because I had a cooking show for kids. And I love kids. I love watching kids cooking, you know, uh, because I had two girls in the final and they were seven and nine years old. And I watched them cooking and doing stuff and watching her moving the whisk to, to mix the batter and so on. It was very beautiful. And uh, I really admire if we teach kids the importance of food at a very young age. Why? Because they all love food, but they don't know the process or the science behind it. And you might be surprised that some kids might discover their passion at a very, very young age, a very tender age. For example, I discovered it at 17. But imagine if I had discovered it when I was eight or nine. Imagine the amount of knowledge, experience, and passion I would have until I'm 20 or 25. So I always encourage uh, parents and uh, people all over, all over the world to encourage their kids uh, to, to cook with them, to know what, how they, they, they're making their, their favorite dish or their favorite recipe. It's really important to participate. Ali, before I ask you my last question, which is going to be about any future projects you care to discuss, I want to ask a question that may be a little bit political uh, and social. But we all know that the cooking industry and the chef industry uh, specifically tended to be sort of male-dominated. Correct. Uh, something that may be a little more uh, obvious in certain parts of the MENA region. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about uh, gender in uh, cooking. Personally, in, in my old projects, I support women empowerment mainly, uh, and that's something really important because I always believe females has a different touch in cooking mainly. If you go back to our houses, mainly who cooks? Our moms, and we love their food, we love their dishes, and we love it for a reason because normally females tend to cook with love more than uh, males. So I'm against that perception, I'm against that idea, and I think it's a responsibility on all male chefs, celebrity chefs all over the world to empower women in, in, in kitchen environment. Yes, kitchen is a very heated environment. It's very um, high challenging or high uh, demanding, demanding uh, operation. But if we offer the, the correct tools, if we offer the right support, uh, for females in the community, you can see great, great and awesome, talented uh, female chefs, chefs all over the, the world. Amazing answer, Habibi. And also, it defines a stereotype, I think, not only Exactly. The, uh, it's part of culture, yeah. Right. And especially yeah. in our region where we're so often labeled yeah. as, uh, you know, patriarchal. 
Uh, Ali, as I leave you today, and I yes. know how busy you are and, yes. you, and how in demand you are, what are some of the future projects that are on the horizon for Ali Ghazawi? Yes, uh, so basically we have um, a very interesting projects uh, in the near future. Um, I can guarantee to you that uh, Ali, because we have organics by Ali, we have Ponder by Ali, but where's Ali? So basically we have a fine dining restaurant opening next month and that's the flagship of our company, that is Ali. It's fine dining Middle Eastern inspired uh, cuisine. Everything about sharing uh, concept, uh, set menus only, and the menu is seasonal, it's gonna keep on changing and it's very exclusive, only 35 seats, uh, exclusive experience. I personally gonna be cooking uh, over there on daily basis and that's our uh, Inshallah, a uh, project that's going to be opening next month. We're trying to sort a couple of things that's happened with us due to Corona uh, situation. And of course, uh, you might be seeing me in the States very soon because there's we are in negotiations with a, a worldwide uh, cooking show, but I can't tell you further than, than this. But uh, yeah, sure. uh, people, people have to stay yeah. tuned for more details yes. about that. So, Ali, but there is a hope for you coming to the U.S., where we also hope to host you. Of one course, day I would love Stanford to. Stanford University, and have you to come talk your journey to American students. I would love to. That would be a pure pleasure for me. Of course, Habibi Ali, thank you so much for your time and generosity. My pleasure, I know you're going through so much pressure right now, <laughs> and yet you shine in the interviews, and you are always generous in sharing your story, Habibi. Doctor Ramsey, so it was great talking to you Anjad it was an honor and uh, since day one I met you here at Pounder uh, like we had that uh, good uh, conversation <laughs> happening so thank you so much Habibi. well again you, I wish you all the best you have a special uncle in uh, Stanford anytime thank you so much stay tuned awesome. for the interview and for the article on Arabology.org coming your way from KCSU Stanford 1912 FM